Well, brothers and sisters, if there was ever a week where it would just seem appropriate to sit down in silence for five minutes and think about the words we read in the gospel, today would be it. Because pretty much our Lord just did a mic drop with everything going on here. It's a very challenging gospel. And he's calling us out. He really, he really is. He's showing us, all right, here's where you are, and this is where I'm calling you to be, right? Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. That seems against every natural impulse we have is self-defense. It doesn't make sense. It's not natural. It's supernatural. Christ is calling us to a different level. He's calling us to love the way that he loves us. And it's very providential, I think, that the church gives us an example of this in the first reading from the story of David. A thousand years before Christ was incarnated and walked the earth, we have King David, right? The great King David, the second king of Israel. And this is before he is king. And we recognize, we all know the story of David and Goliath. That was, he started from nowhere, worked his way up through some miraculous events, became a celebrity in the kingdom of Israel. So much so that Saul was threatened by him and thought that with all his celebrity status as a warrior, that he is going to usurp his throne and, and take over his kingship. So he starts to hunt down David. He's going to kill David, his once beloved David. And that's where we find the first reading. David's hiding in a cave. He's running away from 3,000 soldiers and King Saul. And what do you know? Saul decides to stay in the same cave. And you think to yourself, all right, this guy is trying to kill me. And as the people around David are saying, we should kill him. God, you put him right here. We can kill him, right? And David's like, no. This is the chosen one. This is who God gave us as our first king, and I will not touch him. Oh my goodness. If that's not exactly living out what our Lord is talking about in the gospel today. And I realize it's, it's so easy to say these words, but actually to live them out, even myself, I recognize this is very difficult. When it comes to real life situations, when someone is really getting under our skin or even maybe even potentially causing us harm, to live out this way that Christ is calling us is something we're striving for. I'm certainly not there, but we're working on it. We're striving for it. And this is what it is to live as a Christian. And that can be tough. Colleagues, bosses, family situations, parents, children. We all have these moments where it can be very hard to love as Christ is calling us to love. You know, I've had eight years of formation now. You'd think that the church has given me this gift of forming myself, and now in three months, I'll be a priest, 97 days to be exact, I don't know who's counting, but I am. I've had eight years to become, you know, a holier person, and I go home for five minutes, and my mom and my sisters know how to push the exact right buttons, where it's like, am I even, am I worse than I was eight years ago? I, I lose my temper in five minutes with my sisters. It's very hard. Our loved ones, our friends, and those who really annoy us know exactly how to get under our skin. They know exactly how to challenge what it means for us to live out the virtues of being a Christian, right? But it's in those moments that we're challenged in our faith. It's easy to be friends with our friends. It's easy to be kind to those who are kind to us. But really, how we're living our Christian faith can be representative of how we handle those situations. How do we handle when a loved one is just wanting us to react in a certain way. 
or someone at work who might have it out for you and you can put them in their place with the perfect verbal insult to just absolutely nail them, right? That, that's not being a Christian. Or that one friend who we spend time with and they, they just drive us crazy and we don't even want to be in the same room as them. How do we love that person? One of my favorite saints, St. Teresa of Lowflower, she was a nun in northern France in Lisieux, she's a Carmelite, which uh, Father Sarmiento was a Carmelite before he came to our diocese. So you know a lot about St. Teresa of Flower. She's awesome. In one, in one of her journals, there's a story of this one sister, right? They live in community, they spend all their time together, and you can, it's very much like a family. You're, you're, gonna get, you're gonna annoy each other. And there was this one sister who really got on her nerves, and it talked about specifically, they would wash the dishes or wash their personal items, and she was just a little sloppy. We would splash you know, the dirty water onto St. Teresa's little flower. You would imagine this would get under your skin, right? And it was the hardest person for St. Teresa to be around. And how did she respond to that situation? She went out of her way to be the most loving friend possible to this sister. So much so that the other sister thought they were best friends, absolutely best friends, you know, forever, right? So much so that when St. Teresa died, she died young, the sister went to the head of the convent and was like, you know what, I'm gonna handle everything because we were, we were best friends, right? Which is beautiful. I don't know what it was like when she found out in the journals that she actually drove her crazy, <laughs> but the reality is that it's in those situations when it's hard to love, that's, that's when we're called to love. That's when we recognize what our reflection of God's love is to us. Because when St. Teresa would love that person, she's just trying to love her sister the way that God loves us. None of us know how to be loved perfectly. We're working on it, we're getting there, but when, when God talks about treat others the way we want to be treated, do we actually know how we want to be loved? Do we know how we want to be treated? Or are our misconceptions and lack of trust in certain situations, does that fault our ability to receive love, right? But the way to love is the way that Christ loved us. In the Mass, I know there's a couple of the students that I taught last year when I was helping teach sixth grade. If you could ask them one thing, you would know what is the Mass, the unbloody renewal of the sacrifice on Calvary. I told them that almost every time we got together. Unbloody renewal of the sacrifice on Calvary. The miracle that takes place during the Mass, right? That piece of bread becomes God. That's a miracle. That is the crucifixion. Our salvation, our redemption, when God said, I love you so much, not only that I'll bring you into existence, but I'm going to heal the wound of sin, heal that relationship that we all have through original sin, right? That relationship is redeemed in, on Calvary. And in, in a way that we can't explain, it's a mystery, it's a miracle, somehow when Father says those words, this is my body, this is my blood, those words, we're no longer in St. Charles, but we're taken back 2,000 years to the foot of the cross on Calvary. And in a way we can't understand that outside of time action of Calvary is, is being inserted here at St. Patrick's and St. Charles. And God is renewing his statement. He's saying, I love you so much, I'm gonna die for you. Every time we come to Mass, every time we receive the Eucharist, God is showing us how he loves us, right? But that doesn't stay here. 
That goes out. That goes out to those tough relationships. That goes out to our family members who drive us crazy. That goes out to our tough work relationships or just someone we, we just have never liked or have had a grudge or whatever it is, right? It's in those relationships that we're called to be Catholic, that we're called to be Christian, that we're called to truly love. For while we're not there, we're striving for it. We're really trying to experience what it means to be loved. It doesn't take long to look around and recognize there's so much brokenness. And we come here for a few minutes every weekend, barely an hour, and God is just saying, this is how much I love you. And as it says at the end of the gospel, when that's measured out, you give it out to other people, right? You then go out and to love other people the same way that God loves us. So in a few moments, brothers and sisters, when that miracle takes place, when we're outside of time and we're taken back to Calvary, to that redeeming act, that salvific act of Christ dying on the cross for us, ask the Holy Spirit, ask God the Father, ask Jesus Christ to shed light on those relationships in your lives. The ones that really, really are tough. Ask God to give you the grace to truly love in those moments, to sanctify those relationships and to give the love that God has given you.